Hey, this is Victor Antonio, and welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. Today, I want to take on a management issue. I get a lot of people ask me about managing other salespeople and what can be done to improve their performance. And so I know the struggles. You know, you invest a lot of money and employ salespeople, put a lot of time. Uh, on average, people will spend somewhere between twenty dollars and $30,000 training a salesperson to be effective in the field. When you take in their salary, overhead, and everything else, travel, the actual training sessions, yes, it is twenty dollars to $30,000. So it's a lot of money. So when you invest money in a person, you really want them to work out. So one of the biggest problems we have as managers is trying to keep people, one, in the game, two, keep them at a certain level of performance where they're actually bringing in revenue for the company. So I'll tell you a personal story. I was vice president of sales and marketing uh, for Latin America. Uh, We ran a huge division. Uh, We took our sales from $14 million to $98 million in about two and a half years. Not a long time. We did a lot of good work. I had a lot of great salespeople. And I'm always asked the question, Victor, did you have problems with certain salespeople? The answer is obviously yes. And so the follow-up question is then what did you do? And that's what I want to talk about. What did I do? So I want to use a one salesperson in particular. His name was Joe. His real name was Joe. I'm not making that part up. And Joe just wasn't really, you know, just wasn't getting out there making the big sales. Now, this was a B2B industry. It was a, specifically it was the telecommunications industry. So, you know, sales could range anywhere from, you know, 40, 50,000, you know, to a couple of million dollars. So, He really wasn't on track to hit his number. So when I gave him a quota, I thought it was a reasonable quota for his region, but he simply wasn't hitting his number. So I remember, you know, I gave him a couple of pep talks here and there and maybe, you know, showed some concern. But eventually I had to kind of pull the trigger in terms of having a real sit-down conversation with him. And so we sat down and what I did was I laid out for Joe a specific plan. In other words, I took all the guesswork out of what I expected him to do over the next 90 days. And that's what I want to share with you. So let's talk about how the brain works. And I'm going to start with the brain because once you understand the brain, then you understand salespeople that much better. We know there are certain aspects of the brain that we have to understand. One is that sometimes you can talk to somebody at a logical level and convince them that something is important. I can tell Joe, logically, you know this needs to happen. You know you have to execute on that. And Joe would not have said, I would say, we need to make sure we penetrate some of these customers. We're not getting in there, Joe. And he would say, yes, I know, Victor. I said, I know you know. (laughs) The question is, why aren't you doing it? And so logically, he knew what he had to do. Logically, he knew what had to be done. But yet, he couldn't do it. He couldn't execute. Then there's the emotional piece, right? You know, you know you have to improve because it's going to impact you. In other words, Joe knew that if he didn't perform, several things were going to happen. You know, one was, uh, you know, I would take his territory away, reassign him a territory, change his compensation plan, or worst of all, you know, fire him, right? And so he knew this. He knew the emotional impact. So logically, he knew what to do. Logically, he knew what to do. But from an emotional standpoint... I should say, and from an emotional standpoint, he also knew how losing the job would impact him. Taking territory away from him or key clients would also impact him negatively. So emotionally, he understood what was at risk here. So if he understood logically 
what he needed to do. And he understood emotionally how it would impact him. Then the question is, why wasn't he executing? And I realized that he needed a little help. He needed something beyond the logic, beyond the emotional impact. He needed a plan, someone to lay things out for him so he really understand what he needed to do. In other words, he needed somebody to really just lay things out and he would just execute on what was expected. Now, so what I did with Joe is I set out a matrix. And it's hard to do over the, you know, over via voice here, but I'm gonna give you a visual. We had a sales process. It was a seven-step sales process, right? You know, introduce yourself to the customer, you know, make the first um, you know, contact via phone or you know, show up to the facility. Second, you wanted to make sure you got the people in the same room, uh, the key people in the room to actually do the presentation. Um, from that, we wanted to do a demo. Uh, from that, we hoped to go to a field trial. From the field trial, we hoped to get an approval. From the approval, we wanted to go to pricing. And from pricing, we wanted to go to closing the deal and getting it in the system. Now, that was the logical step in the sales process, sales flow. That's what he had to do. So. I needed to give Joe a clear understanding of what I expected him to do over the next 90 days. So the first thing I did for him was I said, here are the rules of engagement. I said, you're going to follow this sales process. You are going to follow specifically this sales process. Each is a step that you will check off as you move through the sales process. The second thing I did, I said, you will focus. I narrowed his focus down to 10 key clients. In other words, these key clients were his high leverage clients. That means that if he were able to sell to a good portion of these 10, he could still hit his number. So I told him what he needed to do with the sales process. Here are the seven steps in the sales process. This is what you will execute on. Now, here are the 10 customers you will execute that process on. And as you move through the process, you check off every step of the way. And then every 30 days, we're going to meet and see your progress through this actual sales process with each of these 10 customers. So again, let me repeat. The first thing, as far as the plan, the first thing I said, here's the sales process I want you to follow. Those were the rules of engagement. Second, here are the focus. Here's the focus, rather. you got 10 key clients. Do not focus on anybody else. Anybody who's not on this list, it's, you don't call on them, you don't pay attention. I don't care if new business comes your way. Those are the ones I want you to focus in on, those 10 key clients. Third, we're going to do a follow-up every 30 days to see where you're at. Now, keep this in mind. So rules of engagement, the process. Two, focus on only 10 key clients, and we're going to review this every 30 days, and hopefully at the end of 90 days, we'll see some progress. Now, the end result was incredible. Incredible. And I was happy because, you know, first of all, I was happy for Joe because, you know, he was starting to hit his number. We're closing deals, not as fast as I wanted, but we were making progress and it was evident. Second, I didn't have to make that decision as far as getting rid of Joe, which I really liked him individually. But again, he wasn't performing. But in that 90 days, man, you could see the shift. You can see how he actually changed. And what was interesting is that you, you have to ask yourself, well, why? Well, there's several reasons why it worked. And here's what I want you managers to understand. One is that logically he knew what he had to do. Emotionally, he knew the impact of a, if he did do it, it would benefit him. And if he didn't, well, it would not benefit him because he would get fired. So emotionally he knew, logically he knew, but he didn't have a plan. 
and he needed a concrete plan, something that you sit down with your manager and you both agree on this is the plan. Sometimes salespeople need this. But there's an also an interesting effect. There's something called the Hawthorne effect. I don't know if you ever heard of this effect. It's a very interesting effect. Uh, you know, many years ago, I think in the 1950s, Western Electric Company, which is in Cicero, Illinois, did an interesting study. They wanted to improve the performance of the employees, the production employees in their factory. So what they did is they, they changed the lights, right? They had two groups. One had, you know, dimmer lights. The other ones had brighter lights. And what they noticed is that you would think the brighter lights would, you know, the production would go up, and it did. But also, the normal group, whose lights weren't changed, their production went up. So that was a conundrum. I said, wait a minute, we changed the lights for one group, and both, the normal group and the well-lighted group, both of their productions went up, their output went up. Then they changed, like, compensation plans, right? And guess what? There's the normal group, and then there's, the again, the test group, right? And then both the, both up, the outputs go up again. Then they, you know, they, mess, they, they change their working hours, right? How many hours are they going to work? How many days off? And both, like I said, the one group that didn't have anything changed versus the group that had a change, again, both groups went up. So even though the other group, nothing changed, their production was going up. It was interesting. So they would take one group, change things, production goes up. The other group was left normally, production didn't go up. They would make a new change. For example, uh, I don't know, maybe change their vacation plan. So the normal group wouldn't get their vacation plan changed. The new group, the test group, would. But both of their productions went up. So they were kind of stuck in this conundrum. And what they figured out eventually was that when people know they're being watched, when people know they're being watched, the motivation effect kicks in, or what they like to call it, the Hawthorne effect. But it's the, the motivation effect kicks in because when somebody shows interest, here's the key part, managers, when someone shows interest in you, you tend to perform better. When someone shows interest, when you as a manager show interest in your employee, their performance goes up. So no matter the condition, whether they did something or didn't, as the Hawthorne effects demonstrate, their production went up. Why? Because they knew they were being watched. They knew they were being observed. So their performance automatically goes up. Now this is key because what I gave Joe was a plan. I also gave him my attention. I actually took the time to sit down with Joe every month for three months and show him, one, that I cared, two, let him know that I was really monitoring his performance, how he was doing. I really cared. And much like the Hawthorne effect, he knew he was being watched, so his performance kicked up. So keep that in mind by simply observing, letting someone know that you're watching them. And I mean this in a positive way. I don't mean this in an overseer negative way. But letting them know that you care, that you're monitoring their progress because you care, will improve their performance. So let's do a small recap here. Joe knew he had a problem. Logically, he knew what had to be done. Emotionally, he knew what the impact would be if he did or did not. But he didn't have a plan. So by sitting down with the manager, we gave the rules of engagement. Here's the sales process. We also focused his you know, perspective in terms of number of clients he had. So he had to go after so many prospects, only 10. Then he said, here's the objective, 90 days. We're going to review this every 30 days. He knew he was being watched. The Hawthorne effect kicks in. He now wants to please his manager. In that case, it was me. So when you're talking to your employees, do the same thing. Again, give them a plan. Let them know you care. Put a plan together 
and watch the performance turn around. This is Victor Antonio with the Sales Influence Podcast, always reminding you, sell it ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Thank you.